We're talking through this idea of an American Christmas, right? American Christmas. Um, as, I was, as I was chewing on that, one of the, one of the concepts that, that kind of came to my mind is uh, this, this idea. How many, how many of you guys remember um, VHS tapes, right? What, what was, whenever you guys rented from the, from the, the from the video store, what was on the, on the, la- be kind, rewind, right? Be kind, rewind. Um, I remember having those tapes and putting them in my VHS player, right? And, and, and if you had like a movie that, that had your favorite part in it, you would hit the button to get there, Right? And you had to watch the the movie and fast forward to get to the place that you wanted to get to, right? Um, now, I feel like sometimes that's what my life is like. Like a story in fast forward motion, right? Like um, just not too long ago, I was a kid I was in high school, I was in college, I was getting married, I'm having my first kid, like all those kind of things. Um, and before you know it, I'm filling out my AARP card for retirement, you know what I'm saying? And senior citizens discounts up at the coffee shop. And it's crazy how, how quickly life goes. You, you guys agree with that? I mean, when I was a kid, it seemed like I couldn't get there fast enough, right? And it's like every year that goes by, I look back and it's been 10 years. I'm like, how did, how did I get, how did this happen so quickly? And, uh, and, and so um, America doesn't help the process at all. Um, in fact, you know how, if you had a really nice VCR, okay, not the, not the cheap, cheap like $15 one that, that I had, but if you had like a super nice one, it had three modes of fast forward, right? It had like the regular fast forward and then double speed and then time and a half, right? Like crazy super fast. Um, I, feel like, I feel like that's, that's what's happening in our lives is, is that, that we're pushing the button faster and faster and things are, are going quickly. Man, um, with, with social media and all those kind of things, your friends can use the bathroom and you can know about it immediately, right? They can bathe their cat and you can know about it immediately. They, I mean, just how quickly word travels and, and, and all of these things, man. We are in a fast-paced society. And so um, this morning, I, I want to I share a concept with you that I personally struggle with day in and day out. All right? Um, this is not something that I've conquered and probably not something that I'm going to conquer at any point in my life, um, but it's something that I want to strive to be aware of. And the concept is rest. Rest. Creating margin, space in our lives. Um, if you have your Bibles, uh, crack those things open or pull out your phone and let the holy glow of the light bathe you. Um, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. In, in Genesis 
chapter 2, starting in, in verse 1. It's at the front of the Bible, like four pages in. It says this. Thus the, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And listen to this. On the seventh day, God finished his work that he'd done. And he what? He rested on the seventh day from all of the work that he had done. God rested from all the work that he had done. Man, as, I, as I've started trying to truly begin to unpack what it means to rest... It's been a hard week this week as I've tried to grasp what the art of resting is. As you see in that, in that passage, it tells us there's a season for work. There's a time to step into what God wants you to be doing. And yet in the same breath, there's a time when he has called all of us to breathe. Everybody just take a minute and take a breath. Sometimes at work, when, we're, when I'm dealing with things and, and the pace is quickening, I just take a minute and just take a breath. I was having a conversation with a guy this week, and he said, man, I was on the verge of losing my mind. And I just stepped into prayer for a moment, and then it was like I could just breathe. So let me ask you, when's the last time you breathed? I'm not talking about the oxygen that's in your, in your lungs. I'm talking about when's the last time that you've taken a moment from all the work that you're doing to just rest. As we chew on that, I want to unpack what this means, what rest means means because we have to understand that there is an art of resting all right God instated this why did God rest was it because he was tired I mean God God's God right he's all powerful he's all knowing at least in my understanding of who God is his well doesn't run dry He is the supplier of all things. He's the source of it all. So if his well doesn't run dry, why did God rest? He rested to show us a spiritual principle in our life. It's for us to understand that at some point in our life, it's okay to hit the pause button on the VCR and breathe. God didn't rest because he was tired. He put up a hammock in the middle of the Garden of Eden, broke out a sweet tea, because he is Southern. (laughs) And enjoyed what he had done. The word work literally means craftsmanship. God worked hard on creating something beautiful and then took a step back like an artist to look at the painting that he had just created. 
When's the last time you've linked arms with God, creating something beautiful, and actually taking a moment to step back and go, wow, God, look at what you've done. Look at what you've allowed me to take part in. Or do we just move on to the next thing? Because America tells us, produce, 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 make stuff, do stuff, keep going. When there's silence, turn the radio up, right? We've got to learn the art of resting, but we have to understand the purpose of it because here's the thing. There's times for work and there's times for rest, but at the end of the day, neither one of those are the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing. It's not about the work we do, and it's not about the rest that we take. Get this, and if you hear nothing else, hear this statement God wants to participate with us in both activities. And so the goal of rest is intimacy. It's presence. We just sang about it twice. I want to be where you are. Draw me closer, God. I want to be intimate with you. I want to be near you. The purpose of the work that we do and the purpose of the rest that God calls us to take is presence. It's neither one of them. It's being with the Father. If I got the the awesome opportunity to go um, on a weekend getaway with my wife, right? We go up to the mountains or whatever. By the way, Christmas is coming up. Weekend getaways, Groupon's got them on uh, sale right now. Um, I'm just kidding. But if I, if I had an opportunity to go on a weekend getaway with my wife, like what's the purpose of leaving the kids with my parents because they're awesome? And what's the purpose of me and my wife going up to the mountains and hanging out with, and, and having a getaway? Is it for me to go hunting and go shopping and go do all these things and leave her at the house to read a book? Is it for her to go shopping and whatever else and leave me at home to read a book? No. It's intimacy. And I ain't just talking about sex which would happen, (laughs) by the way. Man, it's about intimacy. Why would I want to do that? Because I want to be with her. I want to be in her presence. So what's the purpose of rest? It's to soak in the presence of God to take a break from the opportunities that he's providing for you to do something and just be with him. In my relationship with my wife, if all our purpose was to, to, was to, to rear our children or to provide and, and have a house and do all these kind of things, then, then by the end of it, I'd, I'd be pretty burnt out, right? There's a relationship there. It's the same with God. We need intimacy with our Father. We need to be close to Him. So when was the last time you rested? 
In the Old Testament, the word rest is literally Shabbat, which is our word Sabbath. It's the Sabbath. Rest means to stop doing what you are doing and just take in the day. Shabbat, rest, did you know it's a verb? It means that it requires an action. It's an intentional stopping, because here's the thing. We live in a world where if we don't intentionally stop, you will stay on the treadmill 24-7, all day long. It will not stop. And the reality is, is we all try to, try to um, put stuff into the mix to, um, to give us these moments of rest, but it always ends in futility. Look at verse 3 with me. It says, God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it he rested from all the work that he had done. Get this. He blessed the seventh day. He blessed the Sabbath and he made it holy. That means he set aside that day as a holy, sanctified, set-apart day. And when it says blessed, it means his favor is on that. Did you know that actually receiving rest and taking in rest is a holy, favorable action in God's sight? Now catch this, when you finish your work. It says he creates for six days and then takes a breath. It doesn't mean in the middle of whatever it is that God has you do, you say, I'm checking out, brothers. See y'all later. I'm done. My kids are, kids are little. I'm just going to peace out. I'm gone. Wife, you can raise the kids, whatever. No, we have work to do. We have to learn how to rest appropriately. But understand that resting is a blessed and holy action. It is ordained by God. Now, see, here's where we get messed up, Okay is that we're constantly tempted to make rest about me, to make rest about us. Our work, we can give that to God, right? We can, we can try to step into opportunities and all those kind of things, but then when, it's, when it becomes time for us to take a break, it turns into me time. You ever said that? I just, I just need some me time. I need a little me time. I need, to, I need some, some me time. I need, to, I need to be about me for a minute. I need to go do some things that, that, that are about me and listen. Some people's answer is to sleep. Some people's answer is addictions. Some people's answer is whatever it is, fill in the blank. But here's the thing. When we don't rest the way God has called us to, it's unfruitful. It's not fulfilling the point of the rest. I know people that their answer is sleep. Like they will sleep all day long. And I, friends of mine that have been in depression and different things like that, their answer is just, just go to bed. Guess what? If you go to bed to get away from the problem, hint, hint, you're going to wake up. <laughs> Unless the Lord's done with you and he takes you home. But you're going to wake up, right? And guess what? The problem is still there when you wake up. If you're filling that rest time with some addiction or some other thing, guess what? The problem is going to come back. It's always going to be there. That's why God calls us to rest appropriately. That's why God calls us to experience his presence in a moment of just soaking him in. 
because he is so full, he never runs dry. He calls us to rest. So rest isn't an inactivity. It's opening ourselves up to the activity of God. It's realizing that apart from him, we can't do anything that's beneficial. We can't work or rest without being in his presence, walking with him, and we can see fruit from that. Whenever you see, whenever you look and read through the Gospels, you see Jesus going off to desolate places by himself. You know what he's doing? He's resting. He's being intimate with his father. He's getting close. He's drawing in. And that's what I'm calling us to today. We need sleep. We need things that fill our tank, fun things to do. But more important than all of those things, we need rest. We need to take in the presence of God. And so here, I want to I give you guys just a, an example of, of what I want to um, illustrate this morning. Um, I might break my face. So, it's okay. Um, this here is a balance beam. Um, and this balance beam represents where we believe we need to live. Okay, so, so like, if you're married, this, this is your marriage, this is your children, this is your job. This right here, this, this thin little piece right here is where we think we should exist. If we can maintain on this balance beam, then everything's right in our world. Okay? And so, so all in all... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this, this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. I can, I can, I can be married, and I can have kids, and I can have a job, and, and I can find my fulfillment in this kind of stuff. We can do this all day long. But here's what happens. This represents all the stuff that people don't see. Okay? So, whether this is an addiction that we have, or whether it's the fact that I freaked out and cussed my wife out and maybe hit her once or twice. I yelled at my kids this week. I have some other kind of secret part of my life that I don't want anybody else to know about. I don't even know if I'm saved. I'm questioning my, my salvation. I don't, I don't understand that. Although I look like it and I come to, come to church and I shake hands and worship and all that stuff, but deep down inside, like, I'm getting eaten up because I, I don't know, right? This is enough. And so this represents all the things that we try to hide from people. and we're wearing it. And we're walking around with it day in and day out. You know who you are. People 
look at you and go, oh, wow, man, that person's great. That person, that person loves Jesus. That person's intelligent. That person's such a servant. Man, they're all these things, right? Oh, my gosh, that's a, such a good person. What they're failing to see is this part. Because we don't let them see it. And so not only that, but we have our work life and we have our family life and we have our friendships and we have all of these things that people see, right? Because those are burdens too. They're things we carry. I mean, I'm going to tell you, this is, I'm going to be breathing heavy in just a little bit, okay? Like, like, this is not fun at all. And so all of these things in our life represent stuff that people can see about who we are. Not to mention all the junk in the trunk, right? And then you've got to multiply it, Lord Jesus, by what we think we should be living in the margin that we have to live in. And like, I can do this for a little bit, but if I stay here for long enough, this gets extremely tiring. And there's a lot of us in this room today that are trying to do this right here. We're trying to toe the line. We're trying to walk the line and do all the things that we think make us complete and whole and right and all of this stuff. And we're doing this and we're doing this. And if I could juggle, I'd be juggling. And if I could jump through a ring of fire, I'd be doing that also. We are trying to do it all. And this feels impossible. This is why people freak out. This is why people go, screw it. I'm done. This is why eventually, over time, when the mess of your life gets too much, you go, this is it, this is who I am. That's why people shoot themselves. This is not fun to do. So I want to give you the answer. None of that is restful. Is it? Maybe maybe you're here today and you've heard me say those scriptures and, and hear that or whatever and you've got the bag on and you've got all your stuff and you're like holding on one leg trying to stay on the balance beam, right? And you're hearing all this stuff and you're going, Brent, that sounds really good. I want to rest in him. I want to do that, man. I, I believe that. I believe that God can do it. But, but how is this restful? How is there intimacy and presence in any of this when all I'm trying to do is just keep it going? I'm holding so much, I don't have even the opportunity to hear God or see Him. Turn with me to Matthew 11. Jesus is talking 
And he says this. In 11.28, he says, come to me, all who are labored and who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me. If you labor and you're heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, to labor means to to feel fatigued, to be overworked, to be burned out. So Jesus is saying, hey, in the room, if you're burned out, if that's you, if you're overworked, overburdened, fatigued by the pace of life, you're trying to do all of this, and you're trying to do these things, and on top of that, the button's on fast forward, and it's going quickly. He says, if you're heavy laden, Heavy laden means to carry a burden beyond what you can carry. You know what? (laughs) This is how God works, all right? God created this Old Testament law that's full of stuff that we can't keep. God intentionally overbore us with burden to help us realize we can't get through this life on our own. We can't keep the books that people can see. And then we throw the dark stuff in. And so Jesus simply says, if you're burnout, overworked, tired from the rat race, And on top of that, you can't even keep my commands. You can't follow the rules. You're not capable in your own strength. So the offer is come. And I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Rest in the Greek means to actively refresh your soul. See, here's the beauty of all this. Jesus said, hey, Brent, (laughs) I know it's fun on the balance beam and all, right? And I see those books, and they're looking super heavy, and in the backpack, like, that's pretty intense, man. It seems like you got a lot going on. He says, hey, if you'll just come to me, I'll refresh your soul. In fact, we can just take that backpack totally off. Because in my perfect life that I live for you, I completed the Old Testament law, fulfilled it. So sin is no longer an issue. You can have community with God. And you know what? All those books that you're you're holding, that looks pretty heavy, right? Let me have some. In fact, let me have them all. And if you let me get into every aspect of your life, I promise you, I will help you walk the journey. I'll give you rest. It's not that the books go away. It's not that the things of life stop. Like I said, there's a time for work and there's a time for resting. 
But it's not about either one of them. It's about intimacy with the Father. And Jesus Christ restored that. He gave us the ability the ability to actively refresh our soul day in and day out. Because he says, take my yoke, verse 29, upon you. And learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. You know what Jesus' yoke is? A yoke is one of those things, right, that they put on animals to kind of keep them going in the right way, in the right direction. Jesus' yoke is just that you simply believe. Just that you simply believe. And so when we believe that He's the Son of God, he died to take away my sins dude I can do this all day long this yoke is easy this yoke is light he's inviting us to switch out a yoke that we're tied to that we can't possibly carry in exchange for one that's so easy to bear he says learn from me get in your word and watch how I lived the word learn literally means to be impregnated to be so deep in an understanding of who God is that it just comes out. Learn from me. But it takes humility. I'm a guy and I struggle big time with that. Because I like standing on the beam and I like carrying the burdens and I like being the hero of the story. There's accolades in that, right? Superman, everybody loves Superman. You read comic books, everybody loves a superhero, right? That's what I wanted to be. I want to be that guy that never broke, that never cracked, that always looked like he had his crap together. I had to realize very quickly, someone who's lowly in spirit and who's gentle as Jesus who can bear the burdens, he's saying, hey, dude, just become humble. Let other people see your weaknesses. Let other people see how you struggle. Because in that, that's where the burden is taken off. My yoke is easy. My yoke is light. So I just want to encourage you guys this morning. I don't know what you came in here bearing. We've all got a load that we carry. So what I want to do today is I just want to offer this altar to be opened. Ministry team will, will be here. And listen, man, if you're bearing a burden that you can't bear anymore, this is an opportunity to take what's in the back and just lay it out there. Whatever it is, I promise you, Jesus offers rest for your soul because of what he's done. He gives us freedom to move. The balance beam is gone. The stuff that we're trying to juggle is no more. He offers rest. 
the ability to walk with him through every single situation in our life. So if that's you, we're going to sing a song here in a minute. I just want you to come up here and just do business. Maybe you're not ready to come up front. That's fine. But I want you to leave this place today. At least saying, hey, God, help me to find rest. Let's pray. Father, I pray that in this moment, Lord, as we open these altars and we sing one more offering up to you, God, that this would be a time, Jesus, where we just unload. God, this season, this life, Lord, we can't do it on our own. Love you, Jesus. Amen.